Now, it's the Columbia Check-In with Lieutenant Governor Pamela Evett on the Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers on Talk 94.5. Good morning, Lieutenant Governor. Good morning, Liz. How are you guys doing? Uh, We're hanging in there. It's beautiful fall weather. Do you have apple picking in your neighborhood? Um, We do. You know, I live probably... 40, 35 minutes from Hendersonville, North mm-hmm. Carolina, you know, somewhere that line. So lots of apple picking up there. But um, so we're going to hope to get and do that. But, you know, it's been so warm, like apple picking's delayed a little bit this year. Oh. Leaf changing is kind of delayed a little bit. They're saying peak is in another couple weeks. Usually are, peak are is already, saying, but I'm not complaining. Are we, are we in global warming, Lieutenant Governor? <laughs> no, I just think we're in beautiful, sunny South Carolina. <laughs> That's right. So I saw you um, speaking at the National Association of Women in Construction Fall Conference, and you gave a couple of um, interesting statistics about where South Carolina ranks in the nation for women-owned businesses. I thought that was pretty impressive. Isn't that good? You know, I'm always shocked. Um, I, I always try to talk about that because, you know, I, I like to be positive about the good things that are going on. and. Um, we are ranked number four in the country in women-owned run run That's amazing. I know. And, you know, uh, Charleston as a city is overall ranked 12th in the country. Hmm. Wow. So I think I think that, that's really good. Us ladies, you know, we're doing yeah. it, Liz. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting the job done. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. So um, I saw the governor. He um, Actually, Nick, you had a little clip. Um, I wanted to play this little clip I found on the governor's X account, and um, I wanted to ask you about it to see if it was something, sure. yeah, that you want to comment on. At some point, our judges and others have to wake up and realize the damage this is doing to our people. This is another example of why we have to shut that revolving door. I haven't seen the rap sheet yet of Mr. Burbage, but I understand it was long. I know he was a convicted felon. That means his having that rifle was his illegal gun in his hands. And if he had been what he should have been, which is doing his penance in a penitentiary and a jail, this would not have happened. And our legislature needs to see that we enhance Mm -hmm. penalties for successive crimes over and over so that these dangerous people that we know are dangerous cannot hurt our innocent people over and over and over. It's very simple. So the governor was commenting on the fact that uh, a canine officer, Rico, was shot and killed. And then in turn, the bad guy, uh, Burbage, was shot and killed as well. But I mean, he was uh, about to ambush police and this, you know, it was a sled officer. What, what, um, what, what would you like to say about that situation? You know, that is such a sad situation. You know, when people, people think of canine dogs, like I had somebody say to me like, wow, that's a lot of pomp and circumstance. But those canine dogs to their handlers are not just an animal. I mean, they are literally their partner. They live together. They sleep together. And those canine dogs um, are really trained to save human life. So, you know, they go in first. They try to neutralize and distract the situation. It was so sad. Mm. Um, that, But because of Rico, Chief Keel probably did not have to knock on somebody's door and tell a mother or a wife, 
that their yeah. loved one wasn't coming home. So, you know, our, our heart goes out to his handler who, you know, it's a terrible loss for, but mm-hmm. Rico did exactly what he was trained to do. And you're right. That, um, that individual had already shot a police officer had mm-hmm. shot a civilian, um, was ready to ambush the police that showed up. And, and Lord only knows how many more people would have been injured. So, you know, thank God for, for Rico and for the people who train these dogs. And the governor's right, Liz. Yeah. This, this revolving door, you know, I, I'm not saying that South Carolina is soft on crime because I think our our police chiefs, our sheriffs, they're doing their job. But we have to make sure that they stay and serve out their sentences because I can only imagine how exhausting it is for our law enforcement when they're picking the same people up over and over again. That's right. And, you know, the, gov- the governor and I were very passionate this year about the General Assembly um, you know, passing bail reform, where if you're out on bail and you get arrested for another crime, there is no second chance on bail. Because mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting statistic. I don't have the exact numbers uh, on how many people, you know, are out on bail as they're committing another crime. Well, so the I, governor. Yeah, I was just going to say, I just love that the governor posted that um, you know, someone took that video and he posted it and it really like hit me. I, I mean, it just was uh, very authentic. It came, you know, he, he was emotionally moved by the, the memorial service for the uh, sled canine. And so, like, I just I, I just hope that the right people hear that. Well, it's something that we were talking about a, a lot during this year, uh, this year's session year it is going to be number one on his priority list you know that went hand in hand with making sure that we are getting illegal guns off the street because it's not the law-abiding gun owner who you know guns are falling into the wrong hands of criminals it's the illegal guns they keep getting seized um and so making sure that you know the, the the penalties are stiffer and that um you know, we can keep these. It's not even just out of the hands of, of criminal elements. It's we want to make sure we keep illegal guns out of the hands of juveniles, too. Uh, we're speaking with Lieutenant Governor Pamela Evett. I wanted to ask you uh, also that the governor uh, recently held a ceremonial bill signing for the Certificate of Need Repeal. Tell us yeah. how this is going to benefit us um, and and give us more affordable health care. How, how is it going to help us? So, you know, South Carolina was only one of a few states who had what is called a certificate of need. And so let's say an orthopedic practice wanted to open up a surgery center. Um, They would have to show need that would have to go through a board before that surgery center could be built. And what the governor and I have been saying is, you know, South Carolina is open for business. We think competition is good. Competition drives down price competition makes quality go up. And so um, repealing the certificate of need will allow doctor's practices to open up surgery centers, which will give care quicker to, um, to the people of South Carolina. It will also drive down price. That's what we've seen it, you know, do everywhere. And what we don't want in this time is to have 
prices so high that people feel like they can't get the procedures need need it you know done that they need. Mm-hmm. So um, this is a great thing for our state. It just continues to move us forward in quality of care, and so we fully believe a hundred percent that it's going to increase positive um, outcomes for South Carolinians that you know have health issues. One more question. Um, I know you have to go. I wanted to just ask you, Lieutenant Governor, about if you had an opinion on the gates of hell, as the New York Post put it, um, situation in the House uh, where McCarthy was ousted. Uh, a lot of people wow. are saying that Matt Gates was facing a very is is still facing a very serious ethical investigation, that it was personal he felt McCarthy could have ended it, but it, he didn't. And um, I'm just wondering how you feel about it. You know, th- this throwing grenades without without having a plan, I think, is dangerous. Our margins are very close in the in the House. I I just think that when you um, you out the speaker. And you have no plan on who that next one is going to be. That's dangerous. People need to see that things are getting done in D.C. And I would love us to be the example of how things are getting done, really getting the people's work done, trying to close the border. I think this is going to just cause a huge distraction. Um, and I just want to see things get done. I don't like that we always beat ourselves up. Mm-hmm. Like we're if we spent as much time beating up Democrats as we did beating each other up, um, I think the people would be a little bit more satisfied yeah. in what's happening. Well, if you ever had a chance to speak with Congresswoman Nancy Mace, would you ask her why she voted? Um, you know, or do you have any, you know, like direct line to her where you would be like, well, hey, what how did this happen? Why would you decide to vote to oust Kevin McCarthy? I always am interested why people do what they do, Liz. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it, maybe she has some bit of information that none of exactly. us have. Um, and so I'm always curious. I, I try to never judge people mm-hmm. if I don't think I have yeah. all the information. I just look at the big picture and we hold a very slim majority. I think the last time the Democrats laughed at us that we couldn't get our act together, mm-hmm. that we had let a very small number of people um, hold up the process. And some people have said to me, you know, um, PM, that this is the process, right? This is the way our founding fathers wanted the process to be. And maybe they did, but I think unfortunately the American public isn't in the weeds with how processes work and the optics of it which is what most people believe, right, is what they think they're seeing, was a, was a circus. I, I just, I, I'm really kind of bothered by, and I've been really paying attention, trying to, I'm trying to ferret out each one of the eight, um, the gang of eight, right? Um, yeah. I, I'm just trying to, but Tim Burchett really uh, said he has a recording uh, of him and Kevin McCarthy having a conversation. He said he won't ever release it, but he said that uh, Kevin McCarthy was mocking him for holding a prayer session prior to the vote, and he really didn't know how he was going to vote, but uh, he got a phone call from McCarthy afterwards, and he was just mocking him for doing that, and 
he said that that was the sign I needed. And even though I voted for him 15 times in uh, January, I had to vote against him and get rid of him. Yeah, you know, I think sometimes, I, I, I don't know, you know, just like you, yeah. I haven't we heard don't the know. call. Yeah. I don't know the spirit it came in. I don't know what, you know, there's always two sides. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I remember hearing that as a kid. There's two sides to every story. Yeah, It's never usually 100% as it seems. Yeah. <laughs> So, you you know, that that's why you and I have talked about that before. It's mm-hmm. really good to know all the facts before you talk. And that's why, you know, with your question, I wouldn't have voted the way Nancy did. I think we have to get the people's business done. I don't want anything to hurt Republicans next year in the upcoming election. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big picture. Okay. I think if, the, if people get weary of the fighting, the infighting, they're probably not going to come out and vote. And we live in a time where we don't have enough participation in voting. Everything we do, we try to get more people out to vote, get involved in the process. We need you to vote. And I think when these kind of things happen, it just pushes people away from the well, process even more. We're, I think we're far enough away that maybe if we have time to write this ship, and hopefully we'll get someone good in there that really will make... They, great they, impact. they said they had the plans already with Scalise and Jordan. They already contacted them beforehand mm-hmm. and said, hey, yeah. should this happen, you guys could be it. And as it turns out, both yeah. are okay with it because they put their head in. Kevin McCarthy said he's not running again, right. so that kind of opened yeah. the door for them. So, all right. Well, oh, 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 oh. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I think she just stepped oh, on her little God. dog. Oh, no. Sorry, oh, she brought her little dog. Happens. Yeah, I, she brought her little, little dog dachshund. to work. Yeah, yeah she was I have under... a little dachshund, and sometimes he does that too. He'll run between us, and then you yes. feel so terrible. I feel so awful. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Lieutenant Governor, about that. But uh, but thank you so much for joining us, and I appreciate your time. And we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys, you take care. Have a great weekend. All right, take care.